So um, our plans to pilot a Sunday when all of you were uh, with your family members and friends did not quite work out the way that we thought. <laughs> I know how it is. Families be family, and so maybe you all came back a little bit early. Anyway, grateful to have you all this morning. <laughs> no, truly, it is, um, it is a great gift, and I have a feeling that I will spend some time today recounting um, all of the moments from um, the time that I parked my car at Wake Young Men's Leadership Academy to the time that I'm standing in this place and looking out at people that I love so very deeply um, and also to the ways in which you have um, loved me and buoyed me to this uh, moment, but also to um, believe in something greater than ourselves. I mean, church, sometimes it's hard to make a strong case for church. It really is. Um, and yet you still, even if it's just a sliver, you believe in something. And I think that when we leverage that thing, miracles do happen. So thank you. Thank you for trusting in whatever that thing is. Before the fire marshal comes, I'm going to go ahead and get started. <laughs> So this, um, this morning, like I shared before, begins what is known as the season of Advent. Um, the season of Advent is a four-week season leading up to um, the season of Christmas. And while it is very tempting um, to eat you know, a Thanksgiving meal and then try to bypass the Advent season and to be pumping Mariah Carey and Bing Crosby, there is a space in between. A space in between that is to remind us that we are people who oftentimes have our lives marked with waiting. But the Advent season in particular helps us to know that the waiting that we do is not a waiting that's in vain. Because the Advent season also is a reminder that Christ whispers in our ear, trust, because I have come and I will come again. So your waiting is not in vain. Advent is the supernatural yes to the world's longings and hurts and pains. When there's mass shootings, Advent is a reminder that we are waiting for something else. When people don't have margin to pay their bills, that we are waiting for something else. When people can't get access to health care, that we are waiting for something else because Jesus says, trust, I have come and I will come again. Advent is the peaceful yes to our restless nights and our long years. Advent is a comforting yes to our hopelessness and also to our moments of despair. This is the season that marks the fulfillment of one who comes into the world to remind us that everything that we have waited for, we will receive. Because Jesus will whisper in our ears during this season, trust I have come and I will come again. So this Advent season, this is what we're going to do at the Southeast Raleigh table. We're going to anchor ourselves in the stories of the characters who were um, a part of the first Advent of Jesus coming into the world and the ways in which they waited for this coming Messiah and the songs that they sang or the words that they explained or the faith that they leveraged when they could actually see with their human eyes and touch with their hands the thing that they had been waiting for. So if in February we get love songs, it's in the season of Advent that we get waiting 
songs or waiting hymns. Because I promise you all of us know what it is to wait. All of us have had seasons of our lives that have been marked with waiting. I did some research a couple of years ago and it says that in our lifetime, we will wait in line up to five years. That we will play phone tag with someone up to two years. That we will sit at red lights up to six months out of the course of our lifetime. Sometimes waiting feels so futile and so useless, but we also know what it is to wait when the wait is excruciatingly painful. If you've ever waited for test results to come back. If you've ever waited to become a parent. If you've ever waited to feel like yourself again. If you've ever waited to have new dreams when you feel like you're in a stuck place. When you've ever waited to feel chosen or loved. If you've ever waited for others to get it right. Or we at the Southeast Raleigh table who remind ourselves over and over and over again that we're waiting for the world as it should be, not the world as it is. And so Luke's gospel, in this first chapter, it begins with two individuals who have been waiting, with um, Zachariah, who's in the forefront of the story, and his wife Elizabeth, who is in the background of the story, as Richie Red, who is found to be barren. She's like, um wanting something and not being able to have something. But their waiting isn't only localized to their own personal story because Elizabeth and Zechariah have also, along with all of Israel, been waiting for a Messiah, a coming Messiah, who would free them, who would remind them that they are not exiles, but that they are loved by the Most High God who breathed into them the breath of life. And in the particular moment that Richie reads for us, it is known as a story of an annunciation or basically an announcement. Zachariah finds himself on temple duty. He has been called to the temple because he is of a priestly line to do some work in the temple. And while Zechariah is in the temple, it says that Zechariah begins to pray. And it appears that Zechariah is praying for the thing that he and Elizabeth have been hoping and waiting for. Because all of a sudden, an angel appears in the midst of Zechariah's praying and says to Zechariah, Zechariah, God has heard your prayer. You and Elizabeth will bear a son. I thought I was just coming to work. <laughs> but your wife will bear a son. But Zachariah's response is one of disbelief. How will I know that this is so? How will I know that this is so? <laughs> and Zachariah starts with the evidence. I'm old which means that some things are older. My wife is old, which means that there's some things that are a little bit older. And I love this. And then the, the angel of the Lord gives receipts. <laughs> How will I know that this is so? And Gabriel says, I'm Gabriel. <laughs> Literally, I'm Gabriel. I'm a messenger of the Lord. I speak on behalf of God. My very presence as an angel is to come and to give and to offer up and to announce good news. That's how I know that it will be so, Zechariah. 
Because I have come to say the thing that God is not suggesting. I have come to say the thing that God has promised. And then this very strange moment happens in this passage of scripture. In the NIV, it says that the angel tells Zachariah, Zachariah, because you cannot believe these things, you will become silent. You will not be able to speak until this thing comes to pass, until your son, this one who you're going to name John, this one who's going to be joy and gladness, this one who's going to be the forerunner for the Messiah, you're going to find yourself in, literally in an internal solitude and silence until this thing comes to pass. Real quick, if any of you who are in, um, under the sound of my voice have ever had a pastor who automatically made this silence punitive, I want to offer a reframe. My friend Anuma Okoro, who wrote this book, Silence and Other Invitations During Advent, says, can we have the imagination to believe that this is not punitive, but that we can dream or, or, or envision something more about this moment of, um, of Zachariah being silent? She says this, what if the time of formal silence was God granting Zechariah the gift of some necessary internal solitude in preparation to receive the miracle and to dwell in God's faithfulness? Sometimes when God offers us a word, vision, or dream that seems too good to be true, we require a lot to believe it. So I wonder if in this uncomfortable miracle, Where Zechariah is now silent until these things come to pass so that Zechariah could not talk himself out of believing the thing that God says is going to be true. That Zechariah would now start consulting with other people who give bad advice to be like, do you think this could actually happen? <laughs> or maybe just for Zechariah to have to be quiet in himself so that whenever someone said his name, Zechariah, 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 and Zechariah doesn't say anything, that he recognizes that people even calling his name says something about what God is going to do. For Zechariah means God has remembered. Sometimes when we get a little quiet or silent, people ask the question, well, what's wrong? But in this particular moment, as, as Zechariah is filled with silence, maybe the question is, what's right? For when Zechariah comes out of the temple, what Zechariah was supposed to do in temple duty was to offer up a blessing over the people. Do you remember what Richie said in the scripture? That there were people who were waiting outside and they're wondering, what is Zechariah doing in the temple? When is he going to come out and bless us? And when Zechariah comes out of the temple and he is not able to say anything, even in his saying nothing, it says that the people then said, oh my goodness, Zechariah must have seen a vision. His silence speaks volumes of something that must have happened in the temple. This too good to be true word. This God meeting Zechariah in the temple to say that your wait is over. This moment that Zechariah is on temple duty just doing his job and yet also seeing and hearing 
And angels saying, and God's going to do God's job. That Zachariah's song in waiting is a song of silence. So that you can believe the too good to be true word. And maybe before he could speak a word over others, Zachariah would let the word of God rest over him.
What are you waiting for? What are you hoping for? What are you trusting for? Oh God who speaks to us in the silence. Oh God who performs miracle even with a still small voice. Oh God who can move mountains even with a whisper. Would you remind us that our waiting is not in vain? Would you help us wait with hope? And that when we are in moments of stillness and of silence, God, speak our names. You might know that you have remembered us. We pray this in the strong name of your Son, Jesus Christ. And all God's people said, Amen.